learning how to drive out here, and I actually right now have gone the longest without a speeding ticket, and uh, I, don't, I shouldn't have said that because now something's going to happen, but I've gone the longest, and I said that the other day when we were driving, my wife, uh, it was funny, I've never gotten a ticket when my wife was with me because she keeps, she said, hey, Caleb, you're speeding or go faster or whatever, I get to talk and I'm not paying attention, uh, which doesn't make sense because when I'm by myself, I guess I'm not paying, I'm talking to myself, so I guess that's what it is. John chapter 4, you're there. And I'm there as well. I don't want to be long. I only have about 12 pages of notes here. And uh, so we won't, we'll, we'll be out of here by 9 o'clock. Don't worry. Uh, did everybody get one of these when they came in? If not, that's okay. Um, it, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But I might, hopefully I won't forget. I'll put it right here so I won't forget about that. John chapter 4, I entitled this message, um, Another Message on the Woman at the Well. Because I th- how many of you have ever heard a message on the woman at the well? How many have never heard a message on the woman at the well? Someone just raised their hand so I feel okay. Okay, thank you. Someone raised their hand, another line. But uh, another message on the woman at the well. And what I love about preaching, not myself preaching, but I like listening to preaching, uh, very many people have different perspective on different passages and what it means to them. And um, I, well, my, uh, I came up with this all on my own. My wife helped me. Uh, she spelt the words on my paper. Uh, but I, I would say, I don't think I've ever heard a message, though, uh, on this thought. And we're going to take it a little bit different tonight. But John chapter 4, and we will begin reading in verse number 1. And uh, I don't normally do this, but can we stand together? I was homeschooled. I'm going to need help reading these verses. We'll read them all together. And uh, pastor likes to um, tease me about that, so I got, I got to keep myself humble there. Let's, let's begin reading in verse number 1. And uh, we'll, go, we'll just keep going until I say stop, I guess. John chapter 4, verse number 1. Ready? Begin. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. And we'll stop right there. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for each person that made it out tonight, God. And I pray that you would just fill me with your spirit, fill me with your power. Give me the words to say, God, in me dwelleth no good thing, God. And I pray you just push me away, push me aside, and God, and speak through me. Lord, I love you so much, and I thank you for sending your son to die for me. We ask these things in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, we could find a familiar story. Many of us are, we've been church for any amount of time. We've heard the story over and over again. Some interesting facts about this passage. This is the longest one-on-one conversation in the Bible that Jesus had with someone that's recorded. 
And this woman, didn't even, they didn't even give the name. Um, this woman that the Bible does not give her name awoke one morning and started about her day like any other day. She needed to get water for that day, and no doubt this was her first trip of many for that day. It just so happened that a Jew was going through Samaria and stopped at that same well. This woman went about her own business and did not utter a single word to this Jew because the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. Now, I think we all know this, but for a little refresher, uh, Samaritans, uh, and I'm not saying this in an offensive way, but back then they used the term uh, half-breed. They were half-Jew, half-Assyrian, and uh, the Jews had no dealings with them. And so this lady knew that uh, this Jew was probably not going to speak to her, but this Jew was not any ordinary Jew, it was Jesus Christ. He spoke four words to her, give me to drink. I love this because sometimes at home I'll say to my wife, give me to drink. And she says, say please. I said, Jesus didn't even say please, so I shouldn't. And that's about the time uh, something comes flying across the room. But I am, I am getting better at catching it. Uh, I mean, I'm doing better. But anyways, he was speaking to her. Jesus proceeds to tell her that if she knew of the water he had, that she would have asked him for water. She responds with probably what many of us would have responded with. Back in that time, uh, they went every day to get water for that day, for cooking, for, for drinking, for bathing. Uh, you fill in the blank, whatever they needed water for. And I'm sure they had to take many pots and go several times a day and did this every single day. So she responded when Jesus says, if thou would have known uh, who, who speaketh to thee, you would have asked me uh, for a drink. And she says back with the response of, you have nothing to draw with. Um, that is in verse 15. The woman saith unto him, sir... Give me this water that I, I'm sorry, I'm in the wrong one. Let's go back to verse number 11, thank you. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence thou uh, hast thou living water. Talking about the living water. But she says, hey, you don't have anything to draw with. That's what she was used to, seeing somebody with a pail, a a pitcher, uh, to draw uh, the water. No doubt we would have had the same response with little faith, and many speculations of what this man was talking about because that is not what we are used to. seems kind of silly to draw from a well without something to draw with. Jesus then goes on to tell her that all that she had ever done in verse uh, 29, and I love her response. She comes with the conclusion that he must be a prophet because he's talking about all that she's ever done. And um, uh, I don't, I'm glad that Jesus wasn't sarcastic, but uh, I have to work on that, but I would probably respond sarcastically and said, no, you don't think I'm a prophet? I just told you everything that, I've done, that you've done. But he eventually tells her in verse 26 that he is the, uh, the Messiah, and the Bible does not record what this woman's uh, words were of her acceptance of this living water. However, I believe the phrase, actions speak louder than words, I believe is evident that she in fact did accept and receive the living water. Now, hang on with me just for a little bit, and then we'll get into the message. This Samaritan woman was amazed by Jesus' friendliness that he showed to her. She was focusing on the written law that the Jews had no dealings with Samaritans while Jesus focused on grace. Many times we are that type of person, very dirty, very filthy, and we're not worthy for Jesus even to come down to our level, but because he focuses on grace, he speaks to us and he has fellowship with us. I'm so thankful for his grace. This is a perfect example of how we should win the lost. No matter what a person has done or what someone is doing, we should never hesitate to be friendly to them. I don't know about you, but sometimes I can be intimidated by people. 
Uh, I could say, I don't have time, or that person looks kind of scary or a little smelly. I don't want to spend any time with that person. But Jesus would not have, uh, he would have been the first one, obviously, to go after that person. I be- if Jesus wasn't friendly, that showed this friendliness to her, I don't believe that she would have gotten saved. She saw that there was a difference about Jesus. This story teaches us that God finds us worthy of his love in spite of our bankrupt lives. God used her in a tremendous way. Number one, I want to talk about how God used this woman at the well. God used her in spite of her past. God used her in spite of her past. This woman had five husbands in her life, and at the time Jesus spoke to her, she was living with another man. We all know the story, but he was not her husband. And uh, I can say that I've never had a husband. Amen. I never will. And, uh, but I will say that there's been some times that I, myself, have committed spiritual adultery. I have put things in place of God. I have uh, looked at the things of this world and done things that I'm not proud of. But God can use me in spite of my past if I turn it over to him. I tell the teenagers all the time that you can't drive a car straight, which sometimes I don't know if they understand this because not all of them can drive, but you can't drive a car straight staring in the rear view mirror. And I don't know if you've tried that before, but uh, it's easier to, to go backwards when you're looking in the mirror because you see where you're going. But if you stare in that rear view mirror, eventually you're not going to go the way you're supposed to. You're going to veer off the wrong direction. I've also heard the quote, to read your past like a history book. Don't live in your past. Don't. And many times Satan will come to you and say, God can never use you because of this, this, and this. God can never use you because you've done this or you've said this or thought this. God will use us in spite of our past, in spite of our past if we're willing. Next, I see that God used her testimony. God used her testimony. Verse 39 in that chapter 4 says, And many of the Samaritans up city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, He told me all that I ever I did. And uh, how, you know, I'm guessing that the people in town probably knew who this lady was. She was, they probably were following her on Facebook and Instagram back then and seeing the things that she was talking about, seeing that she was, uh, I'm just, I'm teasing with you, but uh, she, they probably know, she was probably, uh, they knew that her past, they knew what kind of person she was, but then they saw the difference that was in her and she says, God, uh, you know, God told me all that I ever did, come see the Christ. Uh, it says in verse number 42, and said unto the woman, now we believe not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. God used her testimony to bring many people to Christ, which brings me next to number three, how God used her. Number three, God used this woman of Samaria, uh, of the well, to bring revival. Uh, You see in verse number 39, we already read it, go down to verse number 43. Now after two days, I'm sorry, go back to verse 30. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed on him for the same the woman which testified, he told me all that, I, that ever I did. So when the Samaritans were come unto them, they besought him that he would tarry with them and he abode there two days. Hey, they had a two-day revival because this woman, uh, God used her in spite of her past, in spite of, uh, used her testimony, he used her to bring revival. I'm almost done, but I'm gonna get to our main, our main verse. We haven't even read the verse yet. I want to, uh, let's go to verse number 27, uh, verse 28, I'm sorry, verse 28. Look at those first seven words. It says, the woman then left her water pot. Now, this, is, this lady was her custom every single day 
was to take this water pot, water pot. It was a part of her daily schedule. It was a part of her daily lives. Now, I was searching around in town to find a water pot that was back in Bible time. Could not find one, so I found one pretty close here. I got here. I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. Um, but here is our picture of her water pot, okay? And uh, each day, um, I could be focused on the things that I want to get, okay? And before I'm saved, I have a water pot that I'm trying to fill up because I want to satisfy myself, but the world cannot satisfy us. We go to uh, the lust of the flesh, uh, the, uh, the pride of life, and the, the many things that this world has to offer us, it satisfies us for a little bit, but it doesn't satisfy us all the time. Eventually, uh, eventually it will not satisfy. Uh, I think of many times that we, when we put ourselves above God, we put our schedule above God, we say that we are more important to him because we have our own daily schedule, our daily routine right there. That's the same thing. We're filling up our own water pot. Now, I wanna, the picture obviously is living water is salvation. Now, when she got saved, what did she do with it? She left her water pot. She knew that she didn't need it anymore. She left it. I don't, don't want to put it on the Lord's table. We'll put it right there. She left her water pot there at the well. She didn't need it anymore. I think that's a perfect picture of uh, maybe number, why God used her. Number one, she left her water pot at the well. I have a good friend, and uh, I know God sent me this friend uh, for encouragement to me. And I remember when he first came and he got saved at teen camp. Now he's a youth pastor for my brother-in-law in North Carolina. And we talk uh, quite a bit. And I remember when he first got saved, he went home. His family wasn't saved. He went straight to his room, grabbed all of his rap music that he really liked listening to, and he broke the CDs the minute he walked into the house. Now, he could have just went and put them somewhere else. He could have went and tried to sell them, get some of his money back, but he didn't want it to be a stumbling block to somebody else. He got to the point he realized, I just want to burn my bridges. This is a picture of burning your bridges. A lot of times we can make a decision, but we still are walking around carrying our water pot, trying to fill ourselves up with what we think is important, and we're not going to the, uh, the well daily for, uh, for the Lord. She left her water pot. Number two, why God used her, she didn't let her past affect her. She didn't let her past affect her. Now, I believe that this lady probably has more excuses, more reasons not to serve God than many of us in this room, or if not, probably more. And, uh, but she, uh, again, she understood the old life that she lived of constantly going to the well to fill up her water pot many times a day was no longer needed to be rehearsed. A life that was just going from one thrill to the next was now replaced with the living water. The decision she made was the greatest decision that she could ever have made. She, why God used her? She left her water pot. She burned her bridges. But number two, she didn't let her, let her past affect her. And here we go. Here's the last one, and we're almost done. Number three, she did not let, she did not let, her, uh, sorry, let's try that again. She did not waste any time to serve God. You know, not only did she not let her past affect her, many people that get saved do not want to serve God right away because of regrets and excuses, but I believe this woman had all the regrets and excuses, as I've said already, but she did not let her past mistakes affect her future for God, and she didn't waste any time to serve God. She did not have to go through, uh, with, in which these aren't wrong, but she didn't have to go through a six-week soul-winning uh, seminar or program to, to learn, uh, learn how to lead her first convert to Christ. She just, if you read it there, she goes and says, come see a man that told me all that I ever I did. Is this not the Christ? She was just using her testimony saying, God saved me. Let him come save you. She didn't waste any time 
to serve God. She left immediately and told others what Jesus did for her. It went her way into the city and saith unto him, Come see a man which told me all the things ever I did. Is this not the Christ? Not only do regrets and excuses hold back some Christians, sometimes laziness, and that's really a big one for me. Sometimes it's like, I'm tired. I've worked all week long. Uh, I don't want to get up early and read my Bible. Um, it might come a shock to you, but the first thing on Sundays is not, whoo, I get to go to church today. Now, sometimes it is if I know I'm not doing anything, um, but I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm just being funny. But it's, sometimes it's like my flesh gets the best of me, and i got to realize to go to the God and get the living water and say, God, I, I need something today. I need to go to your well, not my own. And I'm, I'm almost done here, but I just want to challenge us with the thought, uh, let it not be said of us that we cannot be used of God. This woman allowed God to use her in spite of her past, because she was willing. I honestly believe this account was put in the Bible to encourage the wayward and maybe the wayward Christian to give their lives to Jesus and allow God to work a great work through them, but only if they allow him to. It's a choice. Now, I believe everybody got one of these pieces of paper. I'm almost done here. I just wanna, I wanna challenge you with a thought. Many uh, was thinking about this this week. I still sometimes... And I know the picture of the living water is salvation, but I want to just use this picture of leaving your water pot. What pots, what water pots are you hanging on to in your life that you don't need to hang on to? Now, just uh, Zach, just a couple months ago, remember my water froze, it broke. I was, I, I, uh, long story short, but pretty much dumb guy right here. I did something I wasn't supposed to. But anyways, my pipes froze. Uh, that was fun. But the water started to break, and I had to start bailing out some water. And um, it was a good workout for a while, but I got tired of carrying around five gallons of pail of water and dumping them, especially when it was cold. Nobody wants to go outside and dump water when it's cold. But anyways, that was what I was doing. But I got tired of carrying that. Guess what? But Jesus says, come to me for I'm the living water. We don't have to carry this burden around. We just need to go to Christ. And I want to challenge you just with this thought. Take this piece of paper. We're going to go to uh, invitation here quickly and uh, write down some things. I want to challenge you. Write down some things of some decisions of some water pots that you need to stop carrying around. Maybe you're letting your past affect you. Maybe you're letting some decisions that really God wasn't a part of, but you know that you were wrong. Maybe you, uh, just, you're not walking with God like you should. And um, write down some things that you'd like to give up. Maybe some water pots that you are hanging on to. And I'm, again, I'm not, gonna, this, I'm not trying to make this a uh, high church kind of thing, but at the invitation time, I'm going to leave my, my water pot up here, and if you feel like you want to give them over to God and say, I don't want this a part of my life anymore, please, I'm not going to read them. I'm going to, if you want to put them in the bucket, I'll go throw them away, but I want you to just have that thought of, I don't want to have this in my life anymore. I'm living a life like I shouldn't. I want to live my life for God. I want to go to Him every day instead of carrying around my own water and filling up with my own satisfactions that will never satisfy. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I pray uh, for this message, God. I pray that uh, it would just maybe the thought of some water pots that we are carrying around in our lives, God, that we don't need to, and we're carrying around burdens. We're letting our past affect us. Maybe we have some regrets, or maybe we have some things that we just are letting affect us from serving God, and we have, we're making excuses. Maybe we're just lazy, but God, maybe I, I would just pray that we would realize that you want us, no matter how we are, and God, if we're just willing to allow you to be in control of our lives, then God, I pray that we go every single day to you, and to, to realize that we put our burdens on you and you'll carry it for us. God, I pray for this, just this thought that it would be encouraged to one person.